In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. Scent control is a crucial element of almost every deer hunt. But how far should you go? How far is too far? On this episode, I'm going to give you five serious but still reasonable tips for scent control. Hey, and welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about scent control. Now, scent control is part of every deer hunt, whether you realize it or not, whether you were intentionally playing according to the rules, leveraging it to your advantage or not, or you're just getting lucky, or whatever the case may be, One of deer's greatest assets are their nose. And if they can smell you, if they detect fear through their nose, you will often never know they were even there to begin with. They will be gone before you ever see them. They will just melt into the woods. Of course, there's always an exception. There's always things that sort of defy reason and explanation, but... It is something that is a crucial part of the hunt nationwide, wherever you go, scent control matters. And of course, if you have something that is that big and that important, an industry is going to grow up around that thing. And you are going to have every kind of product and thing you could buy, an article of clothing, and you name it, it is going to be available, devices, things that create ozone, things that that nullify scent with an X feet of you, lights, gender, I mean, every kind of thing you could imagine does exist and can be bought. And somewhere there is a company trying to get you to part with your hard-earned money to get some of these things. But the question is really, okay, how far should you go with this? 
How far should you pursue scent control? What do you really need to do to be successful in the woods? And I don't just mean random, by chance, happenstance, lucky, occasional success. But what do you need to do to be successful regularly and consistently in the woods? What does it really take? Do you really need to buy all kinds of crazy scent lock clothing and then wash that clothing in rainwater and then bathe in the stream and then, you know, all these other things and fill your pockets with ozone generators and, you know, all this kind of, do you really need to do that? I mean, is that really that important? Is that, is that really what we should be doing as hunters? Do we really need to invest that kind of money? Well, of course, the answer is no. You do not need to do that kind of stuff to be successful and regularly successful. But there are things that you ought to do, and there are uh, what I call the low-hanging fruit. Okay, These are the things that are going to give you the, the most bang, the, the most results for the least amount of work, for the least amount of money. Uh, it's just these are the things that you ought to do or put on your list of things to do next. Okay, you can get by without doing any of these things. Well, now you probably have to do at least one or two. But you can get by without doing most of these things. But these are the things that I've found that really can make a difference. Some cost a little money. Some are completely free. But there are things that you can do that do matter. So we're going to dump, we're going to jump right into that and talk about what are these five serious, right? These are serious things. We're not playing games. We're not, you know, this is not just off the cuff. These are serious things that you can and should do in order to improve scent control and improve your ability to be successful on a regular and ongoing basis. And I'm a firm believer, if you do these five things, you will get 95% of the benefit that is to be gained in scent control, period. If you do these five things, you have 95% of the benefit that there is to be gained. Yep, you know, wearing an entire head-to-toe suit of Gore-Tex with ozone generators in your pocket might get you a couple percent closer but the hundreds or thousands of dollars it would take to do that right is only going to get you a couple more percentage points. You can get 95% with just these five things. That's my opinion, but I have been doing this for a little while. I have been studying it for a little while, and I have tried and tested and experimented, and this is where I've landed. So let's jump right into it. Number one, bathe bathe, take a shower, keep yourself clean. Okay, think about this. If you can smell other people, you can be sure that the deer can smell them, right? If, if you smell strongly enough that other people can smell you, not only can the deer smell you, they can smell you from much further away than the people. And you got to think of scent as, it's, it's like a cone, but there's particle density of odor. Okay, you're, you want to uh, reduce your particle density. You want to reduce the amount of odor that is coming off your body. Now, some people would say, all right, George, show me the science. Well, it's a podcast. I can't show you anything. But you don't always need science when you have the obvious. 
okay? We know gravity pulls us down. Science lets us know at exactly what rate. But with or without the science, it's obvious that it's happening. The same thing is true with scent. If people smell strongly, you can smell them. The more they smell, the further away you can smell them. The same thing goes with deer. They can just smell them a lot further away than you can. You know, if you have less scent signature, if you don't, if you've got less odor coming off your body, then, you know, maybe to a deer at 500 yards away, they catch wind of you, they couldn't care less. It's so faint, it's so distant, it's so remote, they're used to smelling you know, catching little bits and things here and there from great distances of people because we live in a country with people all over the place and deer and people often live close together. That's not going to matter. But if you smell terrible and it smells two or three times as strong, then they may perceive you as being two or three times as close. And whatever the distances are, they're going to be more able to detect you from further away So you want to take simple precautions and wash yourself. Now, there's there's a little bit of nuance to that. Um, You know, I personally have come to the conclusion that if we wash ourselves right before we go hunting with a lot of these scented body washes and all those kind of things, well, we are adding scent to ourselves. So what do you do? Well, you want to get a bar of scent-free soap. Doesn't have to be expensive. Doesn't have to be fancy. It just has no odor. Uh, I actually have started using the soap that Dead Down Wind makes. It's a bar of soap. I think it costs five dollars, or at least the last bar I bought cost five dollars. I cut that bar in half, okay, in half, and a half a bar lasts me an entire season. Now, I do not just, okay, anytime I'm going to go hunting or I'm going to shower before I go out. No, I'm waking up at 4 in the morning. I'm not waking up at 3.30 to shower first. Forget about it. But if I'm going to do an evening hunt and I was going to shower anyway, then I'm going to use that soap at that point. And, uh, you know, they're not a sponsor. They're not sending me free soap. One bar lasts two years. You know, what? how much free soap could I really even need? But it's it's it works it is virtually odorless. It has some kind of fancy science, antibacterial, microbes. I don't know. All I know is you come out clean. You don't smell like anything that you can detect. And it's better than your regular, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a scented bar soap or body wash or whatever you use, something like that. I'm sure you can find other stuff that's just as good for cheaper. But for $2.50 a year... That works for me. Um, you know, if I'm not showering right before I go out for an evening hunt, and there's reasons why I might not. For one, I might not feel like it. Maybe I showered in the morning. You know, whatever the case may be, I'm just not stinky. Uh, you know, but when I am, and I do want to take a shower before I go hunting, that's what I'm going to use. It works great. Again, two dollars and fifty cents a year. I'm sure you could probably find something cheaper. But I mean, you're you're talking about a dollar to three dollars a year, probably. Now, if you're hunting, you know, if you're doing forty hunts a year, probably you're probably going to need more soap than that. But chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are not hunting that much. You're you're you know, a bar goes a long way, especially when you're only using it 
pre-hunt. And no, I'm not like, don't get crazy about it. You know, if I showered that morning before I went to work and I took a half day, I'm not that worried about what did I shower with in the morning because the scent in that shampoo or whatever it was, that body wash is going to fade as the day goes on. So what I'm most concerned with is if I am going to bathe right before I go hunting or reasonably soon before I go hunting, almost always for an evening hunt, or maybe I'll shower in the evening to get ready for a morning hunt, I want to use something that's not adding scent to me. So something like that works good, but I don't get crazy about it, and you shouldn't need to either. Number two, wash your clothes. Yes, I said it. Put your clothes in the washing machine and wash them. And then dry them. No, you do not need to wash your clothes in a bucket with rainwater or creek water or anything like that. It's just absolutely unnecessary. And then scent fades over time. So I think the best thing you could do is wash your clothes in advance and then let them air somewhere away from other odors in a basement or best you can come up with in an airtight uh, box or, you know, like a, a tote bin or something that could work really good. But I just hang mine in the basement. It works fine. Now, when you're washing your clothes, if you search on Amazon, you're going to find all kinds of fancy hunting detergents. And they're going to be anywhere from $10 to $30, 40 $50 a bottle. They're going to do like 10 or 20 washes worth of scent-free detergent that's going to neutralize odor and all this other stuff. Well, all detergents neutralize odor. It's just scent-free ones don't add any odor. So you could buy something like that on Amazon or from any of the big box hunting companies, and that'll work just fine. But what I've started using is Nelly's Laundry Soda. N-E-L-L-I-E-S. No, of course, they're not a sponsor. There are no sponsors for this video. Nobody's paying me or sending me any stuff. Nelly's Laundry Soda. We started using this like 10 years ago. Why? Because my wife hates scented detergents. So she tried to find the most natural, non-scented, but still effective detergent she could come up with. And this Nelly stuff comes in a square tin. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at like you know, Target and TJ Maxx and these kinds of places. It's powder. You get a hundred loads worth in a tin. Okay, and a tin costs like $15. Sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, depending on the state of the universe, pandemics, all of that. You're talking about $15 for a hundred loads. Now, we do all of our laundry in that. So when I wash my hunting clothes, it's... It's no different than anything else. In fact, I'll wash my hunting clothes with other clothes because everything we do, we use that stuff and it's cheaper than basically any regular detergent on the market. Works great. Been using it for 10 years. Then we've got, we don't use dryer sheets. That's the devil. When you're coming to talking about hunting clothing, never put your hunting clothes in the dryer with dryer sheets because you're just literally washing them with powdered scent in the dryer. You do not want to do that. We use those, uh, those wool dryer balls. They soften everything. It's just, they're literally balls of wool and they last like a thousand dryer cycles and you just throw them in the dryer with every load and they just bounce around in there, bounce into your clothes and 
you know, keep everything soft and whatever. You don't have to use anything. In fact, that's going to be the cheapest and the simplest way. But you get something like this powdered laundry detergent that is scent free and all natural and no whatever in it. And not that any of that matters for this application, but it's cheaper than Tide, okay? It's cheaper than the regular stuff. It's super easy. And there's other things out there that are like that. If you buy something that's labeled hunting, if you get laundry detergent that has camo on it, you are going to pay astronomical prices. Okay, I've seen stuff that's $20, $30 a bottle. You get like 12 washes. Okay, you're talking, you know, sometimes 2 to $3 a wash. This stuff, you're at 100 washes for 15 bucks. What does that come out to? 15 cents a wash? You're literally over 10 to 30 times more money getting the special hunting detergents. Don't need to do it. Like I said, we just wash everything with this stuff. Now, something to be aware of, if you're using scented detergents and dryer sheets, your washing machine and definitely your dryer is going to hold that scent for a couple of loads. All right? So what I recommend is you just use unscented detergent, period. I think it's better. It does not, you know... The reason why we made the switch was, you know, people had allergies, people were sensitive to different smells, headaches, so on. So we just made that switch, completely alleviated that problem forever. And lo and behold, oh, this stuff works great for hunting and it's cheaper than everything else we were using. And we don't miss anything. Our stuff is no less clean. We just save a lot of money. So I would recommend you just do that. But hey, whatever whatever you want to do, just be aware that your dryer and your, your washing machine can hold some scent for a little while. If that's the case, then you may want to, you know, get a bucket of warm water, pour yourself some of that, you know, laundry soda into it, wash your clothes by hand in that bucket, and then just hang them up to dry if you don't want to risk getting scent on them from the dryer and the washing machine. Again, we're talking about serious tips. These are serious, but reasonable. You can have the best hunting clothing, washing, laundry experience on planet Earth for less than you're spending right now if you're willing to go, you know, with the, with the no scent, no dye, no anything option. Number three. Okay, so we're washing you, washing your clothes. That is going to take a lot of scent out of the equation. That is going to do a lot of good. That is going to go really far. That is going to help minimize your scent signature and your spending. And, you know, in this case, less money than you would have washing your regular clothes. And let's be honest, a bar of soap for five bucks, cut it in half. Uh, you know, how long does that last compared to, you know, the fancy, smelly, you know, Old Spice body wash or whatever you're using. That stuff is way more expensive than even a bar of hunting soap. So this is actually a saving money option. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. 
Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Next, rubber boots. Okay, I've become a huge fan of rubber boots. Uh, I never started liking rubber boots. I had to grow into the idea, but it really became clear to me the value. Now, historically, I'd always hunted with cloth boots or boots that were cloth and leather or some, you know, some kind of porous material. Well, leather and cloth, polyester, all those things, they have pores. And those pores hold scent. And when you walk through the woods, you are leaving a scent trail wherever you go. Those items, they hold scent forever, especially leather and things like that. Basically forever. doesn't matter what you're walking in. Snow, you know, bloodhounds, they can... They can track people walking in anything hours and hours after they've been there. They can track people through streams. Why? Because your shoes hold scent almost indefinitely. So rubber boots, on the other hand, does not have pores, does not hold scent. If you can get those boots clean and scent free, you can eliminate or drastically reduce your scent trail. So how do you do that? Well, I will wash my boots periodically just with water just to get, you know, any big chunks of dirt or whatever that are off of them. Um, now, once the season starts and I'm only using the boots for hunting, then I don't I don't even worry about it anymore. It's only at the beginning of the season. If I've been using them for yard work or whatever, I'll give them a good wash. Then I do use a real product that that does cost a little bit of money. It's a scent elimination spray called a Limashield. Like I said, not sponsoring. And it costs like $16 a bottle on Amazon, prime shipping. And what this stuff does is, uh, you know, there's a lot of sprays out there. Most of them probably work just fine. I went with a Limashield because it is a scientifically developed formula that was first used in the medical industry to treat, you know, doctors, uh, clothing and nurses, you know, scrubs and stuff. When they would go into long surgeries and things like that, you know, they'd stand there and operate on somebody for five, eight, 10, 12 hours while they're sweating, they're perspiring. Um, you know, you get bacteria build up, especially over time, even after you wash those garments. So a Limashield was developed with, I don't know, whatever scientific molecule, something or other that basically punctures the cell walls of scent-causing bacteria, causing them to, to be completely eliminated. And uh, this stuff works wonders. It really does. Uh, I proved this stuff out on non-hunting applications before I ever took it into the woods. Okay, they recommend, like, okay, if you've got a car... And people are smokers and had the car before you and you get the car and it smells like smoke. 
you can spray the upholstery with this stuff. The scent is gone. It is gone. You got smelly shoes, smelly boots. You spray this stuff in the shoes, in the boots, gone. We had, uh, this story is a little graphic, okay? I'm just warning you, fair warning. We were potty training a toddler, okay? And I think he was probably three or so years old at the time. And, uh, you know, just a mess, always a mess. Bathroom was always a mess. And it was middle of summer, okay? Always hot. Yeah, we have air conditioning, but we don't have an air conditioner that blows directly into the bathroom. So the bathroom's always a couple degrees warmer than the rest of the house. And uh, it's always hot. It's always a mess. It got to the point where our bathroom just always smelled like a latrine. I mean, it was just like, this is ridiculous. It just always stinks. I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing with sponges, with paper towels, with sprays and chemicals and... It just, you know, it'd smell a little better, but I just couldn't, couldn't get rid of the smell. I, I was just, I was absolutely at a loss. And that's when I thought, you know what? Let's try the super fancy science, whatever hunting spray from Alima Shield, And let's put this thing to the test. All right. So I grabbed my bottle out of my hunting cabinet, go into the bathroom. I just sprayed everything. I sprayed the toilet. I sprayed the floor. I sprayed the baseboards around it. I'm spraying the curtain that's hanging next to the shower that's next to the toilet. I'm spraying the cabinet, toilet seat. I just sprayed everything down. Instantaneously, the smell was gone and stayed gone. For weeks, it did not smell again until, you know, enough whatever got built up and missed and spilled and stinky. But I mean, this stuff did the job instantaneously. I just sprayed it on and let it dry. And the smell was gone instantly. Within seconds, the bathroom smelled normal again, and it did not come back. It didn't just cover it, didn't mask it, didn't replace it with another odor. It, uh, uh, whatever the chemical action is, you can read about it. It basically converts bacteria and odors into odorless salt particles and molecules and whatever. So what I'll do is I will get this spray and just completely spray it all over my body. No, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. I spray it on my boots. And that is it. That's all you need to spray it on. You spray it on your boots. I just spray it on I spray it on the soles of my boots and I spray it all around, you know, the foot and the sides and whatever is likely to come in contact with grass or brush or whatever as I'm walking through the woods. If I'm walking through thick grass and tall grass and a field of grass, I'll spray my pants too. Just in, you know, because I know there's going to be a lot of contact there. But the idea is to eliminate the odor on your boots because you're using rubber boots that are not porous. And now you're killing any scent that was on those boots and on your pants if needed. But I almost never spray the pants because I, I try to not walk through anything that high. And of course, I will tuck my pants into my boots. So I've got some, I got a couple different pairs of rubber boots. Some come up to my knee, some come up, you know, a couple inches under the knee. But I'll tuck my pants into the boots and then spray the boots. And I know anything that the boots touches is clear. Now, is this going to 100% eliminate any and all odor? I don't think you can 100% eliminate any and all odor, period. But what I've seen, when I do this, 
the deer, I, I've never once had a deer stop and acknowledge my scent trail. I've watched families of deer. I've watched bucks. I've watched does. I've watched mama does. I've watched little does. I've watched fawns. I've watched anything and everything walk across my scent trail. Never even put their nose down to it. Just keep going, looking around like nothing happened. No change in behavior whatsoever. Even if I had just walked through there an hour ago. So whatever scent is left behind is either not significant enough for them to notice or it dissipates so fast or it's so faint that it, it is just not noteworthy to them. Whereas if I just walk through the area, you know, previously wearing my regular boots with no spray, then I pretty much can assume no deer is ever going to walk through that area for the next week. It's just, it's that big of a difference in my experience and from what I've seen. So... Uh, I would recommend, number one, the rubber boots. That matters the most. And they don't have to be super expensive. I was at Cabela's a few weeks before this recording, and they had a pair of redhead neoprene rubber boots on sale, 5 millimeter neoprene, not insulated, but rubber and neoprene is insulating, naturally. And they were 30 bucks on sale. So you can find good deals on quality stuff. And then, of course, you got the really high-end stuff, the, the super high-end Muck Arctic Pro boots. You got the super high-end lacrosse boots. And, uh, you know, lots of other brands make a really nice boot. And, and they go up to 200 bucks. And if you need a super-duper Arctic end-of-the-world, you know, North Pole kind of boot, you can get them. But you can get a decent pair of rubber boots in the $30 to $40 range. You know, sometimes places like Tractor Supply, they'll get a bunch in. Or, you know, some of your big box stores, they'll get cheap ones in. Unless you're hunting super cold weather, you don't need a whole lot more than that. Because they're going to naturally be insulating because they're not letting air, just the wind's not going to go through them. So you cover a pair, even a cheap pair of rubber boots with some quality wool socks and some hand warmers in there for your toes. And you can get through pretty much most hunting weather with that. You don't need super expensive anything. So you start with the rubber boots. And then I would recommend you go with the Alima Shield. I looked at several other brands of sprays. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say any of them are not going to work. I just... The science that Alima Shield had was much more solid than just the straight marketing claims that everything else had. Other things that this works good for, like if you've got a harness, you know, for a tree stand, you, know, you wear that same harness hunt after hunt, maybe year after year, it can start to stink. It can start to absorb odor. It can start to become, you know, like sports gear. You know, once a year or twice a year, or however often you need to do it, I just spray it down with the Alima Shield, neutralizes all odors. It's like I just bought a brand new one and just hit it with a couple of squirts of the stuff. So works really good. And like I said, you're not trying to use this product or any other to cover up all of your body scent. Okay, you're not trying to do that. That's impossible to do. Um, because even if you could eliminate every ounce of odor on your human body and every piece of clothing and gear that you're carrying, you're still breathing. 
you're still moving hundreds of cubic feet of air out of your lungs with your scent into the air the deer can pick up on. So trying to spray everything and, you know, take washing to the nth degree and keeping your stuff in a box with an ozone generator, you're still breathing. And that matters maybe as much or more as anything else. So the whole idea here with the rubber boots and with the Elima Shield is not to eliminate your scent. It's to eliminate your scent trail of when you walk through the woods, when you walk to your spot, when you're walking through, maybe you're checking trail cameras or you're hunting, whatever's going on. If you're walking through the woods hunting, you know, maybe you're just going to a blind. Well, you don't want deer crossing over your scent trail and they might have circled around in front of you or maybe sometimes you have to walk through your hunting area to get to your tree stand or your blind. In those kind of situations, this is going to pay dividends. But you're reducing your pressure on the land. You're not affecting your scent sitting there or what's coming off your body. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Uh, and like I said, the breathing matters more than anything else, which brings me to point number four is control your breathing, you can help control your scent. George, what do you mean by that? Don't breathe. No, you got to breathe, right? Otherwise, all kind of bad things happen. But if you breathe through your nose, rather than breathing through your mouth, you can reduce your scent significantly. Okay? Um, people with bad breath, right? You've got all kinds of bacteria in your teeth, in your mouth in the back of your throat. Anytime you breathe, it's picking up and exchanging odor and it's coming out. When you breathe through your nose, much less of that is happening. You know, people with bad breath, they could be sitting six inches from your face. And if they don't breathe through their mouth, you don't know it. But they're breathing. They're filling the room with air that's cycling through their lungs coming out of their nose. You don't notice it. Then they open their mouth to talk and oh my goodness, your eyes water. Well, that's because there's a lot more odor in that channel. So if you stick to just breathing through your nose, you are reducing your scent signature. Now, you're not eliminating it, but you can reduce it so there's less of it, uh, especially times where you think deer are close or when the wind is doing weird stuff for you. Um, you know, if you start getting some contrary winds, just calm down. You know, you can you can help that some. Okay, I don't know, 30%, 40% better. You know, reduce that scent signature so that if they do smell you, 
They don't smell much. They think you're further away. They're less spooked. They're less on edge. You're able to make a difference. That costs nothing. You can't buy anything to, the, to make that better. Like, you know, I, people are like, well, I could get some breath mint. No, you're adding scent. Mint is not wafting through the forest. Okay, if you want to do something, uh, you could maybe suck on a piece of apple because apples are in the forest. You're like apples. That's at least a natural foresty smell. But no, don't get mint. Don't get anything like that. You're going to have the opposite impact. And this is not, you don't need to just sit there all day and not breathe through your mouth. It's a matter of, okay, and there's certain times, like if the wind changes, you know, say you see a big buck coming in from a distance, then your wind starts getting funky. And this happens. It's like the wind knows that a deer's there and it starts to do funky things and go back and forth. You can just slow it down, breathe through your nose, not saying it's going to, it's going to make the difference, but it can make a difference. And like I said, cost you nothing. Okay, number five. Before we hit that, make sure you guys hit subscribe to this show. However you listen to podcasts, subscribe. If you've heard a few episodes and you haven't subscribed, now is the moment where you ought to subscribe. Make sure you don't miss anything. Make sure everything gets downloaded to your device. Uh, really appreciate you guys. If you're able to, make sure you head to iTunes. Leave a five-star review with a comment, not because I need the moral support or affirmation, but because that's the number one way to rank higher in iTunes, to affect the algorithm, and get this show out to more people. So, you know, that really helps me. It helps the show. It helps more hunters. So if you're able to do that, really appreciate it. And make sure you leave any kind of comments, feedback, questions, stories, testimonies, ideas for new shows on the website, newhuntersguide.com. Would love to hear from you guys. I read every single email that comes in, every message without fail, and I will respond to everyone that's legitimate. And, uh, you know, just love to hear from you guys. And, you know, whatever whatever you've got to say, whatever, whatever little nugget you want to throw in, you know, appreciate all of it. So number five, okay, the wind beats all scent control products. The wind trumps everything. The wind matters more than anything else you could possibly buy or do once you're on the stand. The wind is everything. Okay, you want to sit up, set set up so that, you know, the wind is blowing your scent into a non-deer area where you do not expect deer to be, whether it's, you know, up a rocky hillside, whether it's into a lake, whether it's into a subdivision, whether it's off a cliff, whether it's into open hardwoods where the deer aren't at that time of day, wherever you set up, you want to make sure the wind is blowing your scent where you do not believe or do not expect the deer to be. That matters more than anything else. If you do that and you've got a nice 15 mile an hour wind, steady all day long, blowing your scent to where you want it to go away from the deer, then you don't have to wash anything. You can eat garlic and whatever else you want to eat. You can wear the same the, the same clothes that you've worn for the last five seasons without washing them. You could sit there and eat potato chips and, you know, drinks, whatever you want to do. And it's not going to matter because the wind is going to keep that scent away from the deer. 
Playing the wind matters more than anything else, and it's free. It just takes strategy. It takes study, takes research, takes thinking. All the other things I just mentioned, and I know there were, I, I labeled them as four things, but there was a lot more than four in there. Hope you read between the lines. And all those things help when the wind is not that stable or dependable or predictable. You know, say for the day, okay, you've got an east wind. You've, that's the prevailing wind for the day. And you know that's the wind that you need to hunt this particular location. But that if it's not blowing east all day long, maybe the wind stops. Maybe the wind comes, you know, it's it runs contrary every now and then. Sometimes it's going east, sometimes it's doing northeast, sometimes it's doing north, and then it goes back east again. And then, oh, whoops around, now it's blowing west for five minutes. All these other things help when you have less than perfect wind and a less than perfect setup, which is going to be a lot of the time. Now, when you're walking in, the rubber boots with the scent control spray, the Alima Shield, that matters no matter what the wind does because you are keeping those scent trails off the ground so that when deer cross them, you're not spooking deer and putting extra hunting pressure on the land, making it harder to hunt there. Okay, but the wind is everything. If you can play the wind well, you can get away with just about anything. And it pays to invest time and study and focus and locations and scouting and have a couple different spots so that you can hunt different winds so that when you have the day you want to hunt, you have the right weather to hunt and then you can hunt no matter what wind you have because you've got a couple different locations that play well to different winds and then you are able to, to avoid spending thousands of dollars on all kinds of crazy gear which doesn't work foolproof anyway like i said no matter what you wear no matter what you spray yourself with no matter what you wash in no matter what kind of ozone generators you have or whatever generators or thermocells or whatever you got you're still breathing you are still breathing and there is still scent coming out of you so you can reduce it like i said i think if you follow the tips prior to this one you can get 95 percent of the battle um but if you play the wind, you can negate the need for anything else. You can, you can absolutely avoid spending outrageous amounts of money. Now, there's a lot of companies that don't want me to tell you that. And, uh, you know, this episode is going to make them less likely to sponsor this podcast. But, you know what? That's just the truth. Okay? That is just the reality of it. The wind trumps everything. There are a bunch of other things that you can do to help that don't have to cost a lot of money, that don't have to be a big investment, that you know you, you don't need to buy necessarily from a company. There's a lot of things you can do to help. Some companies do make some things that I believe are helpful. I just mentioned a few of them. There's, there's, certainly there's more out there. And in certain situations, certain things may be more useful than others. You know, if you're hunting in a hard shell blind, um, that is, you know, relatively airtight, maybe having something in there that neutralizes scent and keeps it from leaking out or whatever could be, you know, could be somewhat beneficial. Um, you know, I don't believe that a regular ground blind is going to contain your scent completely. It is going to help some, it's going to make a difference, 
but it's not gonna it's not airtight it's not gonna keep all your scent in and then somehow you got to open something to shoot at some point or you're shooting through a window or through mesh or whatever the case may be and like I said it helps some it makes a difference but you know at the same time it's it's you're breathing air's moving through especially when there's wind it's pulling scent out so you gotta play the wind now it's worth honorable mention here number six is getting off the ground okay if you're in a tree stand your scent is above the ground and if the wind is uh, if you have thermals if you have you know in the morning sun's hitting things things are warming up um you know air is moving up okay that's carrying your scent upwards and then away whatever direction the wind's going even sometimes if you have a contrary wind because there were morning thermals because that rising temperature was causing your scent to come up it didn't settle down on the ground whereas in the evening you have the opposite effect happening things are getting cooler air is going down as it cools so your scent is going to go down and flood whatever's under you now if you're hunting on the edge of a cliff and that's fine for your scent to go down and and back and down that cliff behind you because you're hunting deer uh, that are at higher elevation in front of you, that could be ideal, okay? It depends. But you, you know, there's a lot of other factors in there, but if you can get off the ground and you're hunting mornings, you do have a scent advantage. And I think a lot of people, they come to crazy conclusions because that worked in their favor and they thought, oh, well, it's because, you know, I, uh, I sprayed my entire body with this scent elimination spray. Well, you're still breathing. Chances are, no, that's not what did it. That's not what kept that buck in front of you from, from smelling you, even though the wind was in the wrong direction. It was because there were morning thermals lifting that scent up and keeping it above the forest floor where the deer could smell it. So there's a lot to this wind thing. And like I said, it's worth studying. It's worth you know focusing yourself on it. There's no better way to save money than by becoming an expert and a master of the wind and hunting with the wind, using the wind to your advantage. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. I really appreciate you. Uh, Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv in wild country rules were not created by man don't miss wild country wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m eastern presented by primos speak the language waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment